0: All right. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Episode 6 of Rain Delay Theater. Uh, My name is Jeremy Dionisio.
1: I'm Jack Sokowski,
0: And we're um, coming to you. uh, We got our first back-to-back baseball game action coming for you right now. Um, We were coming hot off the heels of that uh, trip up to uh, Beloit. We uh, also went up to Milwaukee to see the uh, New York Mets take on the Milwaukee Brewers last Thursday, May 24th.
1: Yeah, and this was Jeremy and I's first trip up to Miller Park. I've been there many times, uh, having been from Milwaukee. Uh, I'm old enough to uh, have gone to a lot of games at the old Milwaukee County Stadium as well, but I was really excited to be able to go up there with Jeremy to see a game.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was was cool. It was cool. Um, I think, um, you know, I've I, been up there a couple times before. I went up once um, to a non-Cubs Brewers game uh, to see uh, Bryce Harper, um, but uh, it was cool to get back up there and uh, to kind of like... You know, take it easy as a as a neutral fan. I would say.
1: Yeah, and so this is sort of the uh, the one time that Jeremy and I have gone to a game where I was not a neutral fan. I had a rooting interest in this game, but we'll get we'll get we'll get to that just a little bit yeah, later. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, one thing uh, we'll bring up uh, before uh, before we get into the game, we got two two things to bring up real quick. But first things first. Um, Coming off the heels of the last game, um, just wanted to uh, just uh, revisit a little thing that we talked about at the bullet snappers game. Um, the question is, uh, were we too hard on the, uh, the ball hawk freaks, the uh, autograph hounds, um, you know, those guys? Uh, you know, we, we gave them a pretty rough time, but uh, I was questioning whether or not, uh, you know, uh, we, we gave them a hard time. I think I have this uh, kind of saying uh, that that, uh, that I, I like to, to reference sometimes of nerds calling other nerds nerds, which to me as a nerd is pretty funny. Like I think it's, I think it's pretty funny to see like infighting like that. You you would think that like everyone would just like band together and and get along. But you know, I'm sure there's like people who like, there's like Marvel nerds of feuding with like DC nerds or something, you know? So like, we're like, we're like baseball geeks, but like, we were like kind of appalled by the behavior of these these autograph hounds.
1: Yeah, I would say as far as being too hard on them, I would say yes and no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were very hard on them, yeah. even though we essentially wanted the same things that they wanted. Yeah, exactly. We're doing most of the same things they were doing.
0: We just want to acknowledge that we're aware of that. Yes, we, we are
1: aware of it. Now, here's the thing. Like, well, there was one time I think we missed out on one player's autograph because the guy before before us was having him sign like eight cards yeah, or something exactly. like yeah. that. So I think that's, you know, that's a little beyond the pale as far as seeking out autographs is concerned, which which kind of. Uh, irked me a little bit also, uh, you know, when that kid went up to Nick Allen and was asking him to do a presentation <laughs> for his school. I think that's so you know, I think I think yeah. you do have to kind of know where to draw the line. Yeah. But exactly at, at the same time, those guys were very nice to us. Uh Jeremy, at one point you asked them where we could get autographs after the game and they were more than free uh, happy to share that information. Yeah,
0: they were. They were. These guys were were, were 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 cool. I think like I could see a situation where someone would maybe withhold information because they didn't want like anyone horning in on their territory, but these these specific guys were like they were cool, um, and uh, they gave me some good tips to like possibly follow around some like draft picks uh, as they come through single A and uh, the the uh, the surrounding area here um, around Chicago, like coming up in, in the Midwest League.
1: Yeah, so I I think the the point of that is is that uh, you know. These guys were actually pretty nice. Uh, their hearts are in the right place, and Jeremy and I can kind of be dicks sometimes when <laughs> when we're irked.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to. Yeah, we, I think I just wanted to address it like and uh, and say like we're aware <laughs> that we're just a, a millimeter away from these guys, but uh, you know, like we, you know, we're, we're we're calling it as we see it. We're, we're like uh, trying to add some flavor to our experiences
1: yeah and if I ever end up asking a minor leaguer to uh, uh, be on our podcast I'll really be a hypocrite
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah like we'll just we'll pull them into a a room and you know fluff, fluff some pillows behind them and just you know, give them the pampering treatment uh, to get on our podcast.
1: Now, Jeremy, you uh, you mentioned also that we saw a relief pitcher in the uh, for the Mets in the Brewers game we went to uh, yeah. named Jacob Rame. That's right. Uh, and yeah. you had a little surprise for me, a little I, surprise factoid. I did, I did. I had mm-hmm. something here I think you're gonna like. So yeah,
0: yeah we'll get into the the, mm-hmm. the uh, details of the game and everything. But I had an observation uh, during the game. Um, Jacob Rame came in to pitch for the Mets in the. Ninth inning, right? He pitched the ninth inning to the Brewers. Mm -hmm, And I was thinking to myself, I feel like I maybe saw this guy before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that I had um, uh, been to – I saw the Mets last year uh, against the Cubs in September. um, But I was thinking for some reason I saw him in 2014 when I went to a Las Vegas 51s versus – uh iowa cubs game right mm-hmm. it's a 51s right
1: yeah, i think so yeah las yeah. vegas
0: 51s so i was looking um through that scorecard and i looked through the mets and uh no jacob Rame. it turns out i did see jacob Rame last september uh against the cubs so really? that's where i did see him okay but um so yeah so that cleared that up but i was looking at this uh scorecard first of all we'll maybe we'll get into this game in the future if we ever go back and and go uh through um uh, old games that we went to. I did see Chris Bryant hit a walk off homer for the Iowa Cubs, mm-hmm. which was like I couldn't have scripted it any better. You had
1: videotape of that at one point too. Jeremy, yeah, I think you? I do. Yeah, yeah I,
0: I, it was well documented. I sat like first row behind the uh, Las Vegas dugout. Mm-hmm. But here's here's my uh, thing about it. Guess who started the game for uh, for the Las Vegas Fifty Ones?
1: Please tell me it wasn't Tyler Cloyd. It was not Tyler Cloyd, uh-huh.
0: but it was one Corey Mazzoni. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> Our fans had crossed just uh. a mere four years prior. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So Mazzoni pitched six innings actually for the for Las Vegas. Give up yeah. eight hits, four runs all earned, uh, walked one, struck out seven. Wow, it was a pretty good outing for, yeah. for one Corey Mazzoni. I wonder if like there were any Cubs brass that saw him in that game and were like, maybe if this guy's ever available, we'll pick him up. <laughs> but yeah, so that's I thought uh, I thought you got a kick out of that. Man, Corey you must have
1: flipped when you saw that. I was
0: like, I was I was like, you know, uh, crawling around on my hands and knees yesterday, like going through my bookshelves, and I saw it. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Uh-huh. So like, I had to I had to bring it up, and yeah, so that's a little fun little factoid there.
1: I love it, yeah. um,
0: Corey Mazzone. Um So you know what? Maybe maybe I am rooting that he comes back.
1: Is, is he still in? Is still in AAA with the
0: I, I believe so. I don't okay. think they. I think they just uh, sent him down. I don't think they like released him or anything. Sure. So, who who knows? Who knows? But uh, that was my update for that. So um, let's get into the game. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So um, so uh, as is the drill with these road trip games that we're doing. Uh, I, I I drove us up there uh, in the Honda Fit um, and. Uh, you know, uh, no, we couldn't stop and bring back our along, but we uh, mm-hmm. did drive up to Milwaukee for the game. Um, the first thing uh, that uh, that that stood out to me was, um, you know, when you go to Miller Park, there's a there's a general uh, parking and preferred parking, and you know, generally, it's 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 pretty arbitrary where you park, like. It's not much. It's not worth really parking that much closer. So we were parking, and, and the attendant, and I, you know, I, I think they didn't give me the hard sell or anything. But I said that I wanted general parking, and they're like the lady. The lady was super nice, and like you know, we we experienced like the uh, Wisconsin nice uh, niceties of of the ballpark workers and everything. I did notice like a little inflection in her voice where she said, "Oh, general parking. You're going to want to go all the way down there, turn left." and then go down there and like almost like saying like hey just so you know you're going to be parking pretty far away but mm-hmm. it was not a bad it was not a bad deal at all like we were you know we were we were there uh you know very quickly
1: no yeah and, and a lot of uh there's a lot of tailgating that goes on at those parks uh you know and so the park the parking uh, area is pretty vast but you know for a couple of able-bodied guys uh, such as ourselves um you know it wasn't no thing we parked in the molitor lot that's right molitor um lot. i like that they they shoved him all the way to the back he's not <laughs> he's not he, he's not preferred parking he's general admission maybe it <laughs> may a little slap for when he kind of refused to come back to the brewers i like uh, that yeah yeah I to like end to- his career um, like but, so we parked there, and, you know, it, it kind of wasn't no, uh, wasn't no thing, but yep. after we, uh, as we were walking in, we noticed a really cool, uh, monument that they had for the Milwaukee Braves.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so there was a, a monument there, and I have pictures of it, I'll, I'll get it up on the Instagram, but, um... Uh, there was, uh, they showed the first, the date of the first game. Uh, Which was,
1: it, yeah, April 14th, 1953. Uh, my dad was born one day before that, on April 13th, 1953. That's so, pretty crazy. That's, yeah, yeah, so as long as he has been alive, there has always been uh, Major League Baseball in Milwaukee. Yeah,
0: that's very cool. I was, I was I've was, i thought about that before, like, you know, where was I when, or where was baseball at when I was born? And they were actually in a strike in 1981,
1: in June of 1981.
0: Wow, no so kidding. There was, yeah, there was no baseball at all going on when I was born.
1: Kind
0: of <laughs> interesting. But, um, and then they had the date of the last game, and then um, they had a really cool monument with, uh, like, the names uh, carved in of, like, we I b- we believe that it's every player who appeared uh, in uniform for the Milwaukee Braves, right?
1: Yeah, so there was, like, Joe Torrey, and then his brother, I can't remember what his brother's yeah, name right. was. Uh, yeah, and there were a bunch of other guys, I mean, obviously, Euchre was on there. Euchre, um, there were
0: some cool names, uh, Any Matthews, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're, they're all in the picture. Some of them are escaping me right now. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah, cool. Anytime al- you see a list of baseball players, it's kind of cool. Also, to see.
1: Sandy Alomar, and was it uh, yeah. Alou? Is it Philippe Alou? Or was it Felipe or Philippe? How did they pronounce that? Philippe Alou, F- I think. Philippe Alou? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. And kind of right next to it was uh, uh, they have a, a field, a, a, a little league field called called Hellfair Field. Yeah. Um, yeah my brother nice. played a, a little league game there when he was, uh, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah i remember my dad was the public address announcer for that game yeah oh really wow he was no gene honda but he did a good job (laughs) that's pretty cool um you know jeremy and i were talking so the fences at Hellfair are uh 200 feet uh we were talking about how we have a a strong desire to play home run derby at some and that would have been a good park to do it on yeah
0: that would be awesome even if they like let you rent it out it would be worth it to get like an hour of playing time on that field i think it would be really cool oh yeah um, yeah yeah there's just not in, in in Chicago there's not a lot of parks that are open to the public that have actual fences so.
1: no no and even even in New Berlin uh, where I'm from in Wisconsin there are not a lot of uh, parks like that it's a it's a difficult thing to find a, a little league field with fences I feel like those are those fields are usually reserved for like the sort of upper like more classy kind of uh, you know little leagues
0: yeah therefore the the Bryce Harpers in training yeah <laughs> And their dads will uh, intimidate you into <laughs> leaving the the field. I think, but um, uh, you did make you make an observation that I thought was pretty astute. Is that the health field was actually nicer, in nicer condition than the, uh, bullet snapper's, uh, Pullman field.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, which is, true. you know, which is somewhat sad. It looked really nice. It even looked like they had some little vending stands in there. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice concrete, you no know, like tin bleachers. <laughs> no, you know. no. Um, uh, so we, so we, you know, we, we kind of hung out there for a while. It was an absolutely beautiful night. It wasn't, it wasn't really hot at all. It must've been, you know, 75 degrees or, or, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was super nice. So we, we kind of hung outside for a little while, but then we, you know, we decided to head on in. And uh, so when we head on in, Jeremy was uh, taken aback by how many Brewers fans there were at the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I wasn't thinking about it at first, but then when we walked through the stands, my first observation was, there's a lot of Brewers fans here, and they're wearing a lot of Brewers gear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, should probably should have been a little more apparent to me, but uh, yeah, it, it, was, it occurred to
1: me, like, okay, uh, we are, we're, we're in Brewers country right now, so. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it actually occurred to me, too, because it, it hadn't yet that this was the first game that Jeremy and I had had really been to where I had a strong rooting interest in the uh, in the in what was going on yeah. uh, Jeremy and I have been to a couple of Brewers Cubs games in the past but that was kind of when the Brewers and Cubs were not very good um, yeah, uh, true. actually the games we went to were sort of during the Cubs' rebuild in, like, 2013. So they were out of it, and the Brewers really were not expected to do much either. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, we were probably both pretty apathetic about the mm-hmm. experience
1: at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to, like,
0: yeah, it's hard to sometimes you really, like, kind of throw down for your team when, when you know that it's almost futile because, yeah, they're not going anywhere. So, like, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, there was, wasn't was a lot there. And then, um, yeah, so it was interesting. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah,
1: I have a, I have a confession to make, yes, uh, before okay. we, we go on. So I, I always, um, so I always sort of rag Brian Anderson for our, <laughs> you know, rooting for every fly ball that he sees, but the, you know, play uh, by
0: play announcer for the Brewers. Yes. Play,
1: yeah. but not the third baseman or actually right fielder now for the Marlins, Correct, uh, yeah. uh, or the former pitcher. Uh, I think Len Casper has already made this joke or somebody, yeah. uh, but anyway, I was so eager to play the role of like the rooting fan yeah. that I I really wanted to root for something. And the Brewers just played an awful game and gave me nothing. That's true. So a couple times early in the game, I got really excited. Jesus Aguilar hit a long fly ball. Well, you know, I kind of at a bad angle. I got too yeah. excited too fast. I'll sure, just admit sure. that. I love Aguilar. He's become one of my favorite Brewers. I think he's just a great story of, you know, they, they got him off waivers from Cleveland and he, he's just kind of a great story. He's a good, he's an underdog. Yeah, um, he's sure. not a guy that you really expected to be good but he just he just had a huge series in minnesota where he hit two bombs in one game and so i've I've come to love the guy and so he hit a long long foul ball that i got way too excited (laughs) about there was one other time i did it uh manny Pena in the third inning it was the only time the brewers were threatening so the bases were loaded Pena hit one that looked good off the bat it looked it looked good off the yeah. bat, but it just kind of—I thought it was going to get in the gap, uh, but it just—it just stayed oh, in the air, and Jay Bruce made a catch on it in right field. Yep. Uh, and so I will just freely admit that I, you know, I—I <laughs> I looked like a, a chump uh, rooting for those two plays. You uh, were showing your homerism. I was. I was absolutely showing my homerism, and you know, the Brewers helped me out. They uh, after that Pena fly out, they did not get a runner past second base for the whole rest of the game, so I but, didn't really have to worry about doing that.
0: Yeah, you were able to go back into cruise control, I guess. Right. But yeah. I will say, um, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, you know, I, th- these things happen. Like, you know, you go to the the park and you want to you want to cheer for something. Sometimes one of my selling points for people who aren't baseball fans, I tell them, like, it's a place where you can go and be in public and yell. Yeah. And it's it's an accept- it's acceptable to do that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun uh, if you, if you have those if you have that desire. But yeah, you go to the game, you want to like you know cheer, and so um, you know when uh, when you see something like you, you get close. I will say this too. Um, And especially when you change locations where you sit a lot, like I know you, you, when you go with your dad, you guys shout out for like the good tickets and Mm -hmm, everything, right? mm We said... By the way, we paid four four big ones for our tickets. Yeah, on,
1: on tick pick
0: Yeah, on tick pick, Uh four dollars. Um that's the only time I'm gonna say that because I don't want to give away too many of my secrets. But
1: yeah, and that's kind of a nasty word to be saying on uh, <laughs> on anything. Yeah, um, exactly. We might get flagged. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but um yeah, we uh we got super cheap tickets, but and the seats were actually pretty good. They we actually they yeah.
0: They were very cool for being we were in the upper deck in, mm-hmm. the, in the the like last section, but we were like in the second row of that section and right behind one plate it was very cool. Um but I was gonna say is like when you change around the the locations where you sit, sometimes you um, you know your 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 perception of the ball gets thrown off a little bit, and so I think like if you're if you haven't sat in the upper deck uh, uh, you know in a while, it's hard to sometimes like call it off the bat like you mm-hmm. you know you, you kind of get used to it or whatever so yeah
1: and actually jeremy you and i usually we don't usually sit behind home plate like that we yeah, usually sit in the outfield either kind of left or right field pretty yeah. far down the line so yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a different view um, yeah. you um
0: know. it's kind of funny when you when you sit down the line too like sometimes if you're too far down the line and someone like Fouls it and it's slicing into the first base side sometimes you can't see sometimes it, for a second it looks like it's coming towards you uh, but it's actually going like on the other side of, of foul territory and like I always like there's there's times where I'm like I like my hands go up like I'm going to try to catch it and then I see other people do it but go further than me and I, in my mind I'm like what a chump but but <laughs> full full well knowing that I almost did it as well so it happens to all of us
1: yeah, there was a guy who made a nice catch on a foul ball. Uh, yeah. uh I don't remember at what point in the game that was, but he was in like the front row of the upper deck. Uh, yeah, and there's nothing to catch you if you fall. No. So that was uh that was kind of a gutsy a gutsy catch there by that dude. Yeah. He pulled um, it out. so we uh you know, the Brewers have a uh you know, promotions uh like any other team and we just happened to be at uh Bark at the Park night.
0: Yeah, that's right. And actually um yeah, that, that kind of uh, brings in some of our, our friends that we met at the ballpark, uh, friends mm-hmm. in quotations. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was Bark at the Park night. We showed up, and um, at first we didn't see too many dogs, but that's because they were all lined up on the uh, uh, dirt around like the warning track and then the, the dirt around the, the infield as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were all walking the field, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the fans were taking pictures with uh, with Hank the dog. Um, There there was a like a a giant uh, furry Hank the dog. So, if you don't know what Hank the dog is, (laughs) it's a. well, well, let me just say it. So, he came around in twenty in spring training of 2014, which ironically was uh, Ryan Braun's first spring training back after being busted for steroids and suspended for, uh, I think, the rest of the season right. they, uh, they got him for. So, in my opinion, and, you know, I'm pretty sure this is true, uh, you know, Hank the dog was sort of just there, put there as like a distraction um, because, yeah. you know, to kind of keep people from asking Bronze so many questions furry and shield yes it was he he was a shield essentially <laughs> the uh the whole thing is that like hank he's like a i don't know how you how you say the breeds and bichon freeze is that oh, how bichon Frise or something yeah Bichon. Yeah. he's like a little white you know uh toy fluff dog ball, yeah, yeah fluff pu- puffball uh so the, you know the 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 story is that he ran onto the field uh, <laughs> yeah. during spring training yeah. and they adopted him. You know, like yeah. uh, you know mm-hmm. when when Adam LaRoche's kid runs on the field at a White Sox spring training. You know, Adam LaRoche <laughs> is like forced to retire. You know, <laughs> but this uh, this 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 dog runs out on the field and they said that he was a stray dog. But if you look at Hank the dog, that yeah. dog wouldn't last a day on the streets.
0: <laughs> no, and especially in in, uh, in Arizona, it would have been mauled by a coyote or a warthog <laughs> or a, a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that but yeah what I picture is like two dudes like from like uh, Brewers operations department and like rolling up like in a van and like they're like they go out like you know like 200 feet behind uh, the the outfield uh, fence and they're like all right let's dump him and like they dump Hank the dog out of the van and then drive off and then he like y- uh, yips his way over to the field
1: and they're like oh look a dog yeah 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 they got him a little muddy first just to make him look like a stray yeah exactly um there was some ridiculous <laughs> rumor that uh that Hank the dog uh, like he had died Yeah, or something like the, the yes. original one had died oh um, man
0: check the fo- photos man I don't think it's that ridiculous
1: yeah yeah they, so they say it's yeah, a different dog um, <laughs> they switched
0: Hank the dog
1: yeah so I uh you know I was a against Hank the dog for a long time yeah, sure. but it's it's one of those things where it's like you know every team has stupid bullshit like that they that yeah. they embrace so that sure. they root for so now that the Brewers are good I'm like I'm happy to uh to just like to to embrace, like, that stupid, stupid bullshit. Now, Jeremy and I, sure. we kind of give each other crap about, like, <laughs> Cubs fans versus Brewers fans uh-huh. or whatever. And, you know, Jeremy has his problems with the the Brewers. You know, I've got a few problems with the Cubs. You know, it's like, if I have to hear about Grandpa Rossi, or if uh-huh. I have to watch Joe Madden drink his coffee during <laughs> cold weather games, you know, who the fuck else drinks coffee? Or, you know, he talks about his <laughs> RV. If I have to, you know, <laughs> sit through stupid bullshit like that, it's like, if there's something else that might annoy an opposing team, like Hank the Dog, like, yeah. hey, at this point... I'm all for it. Yeah, but you know, I do sure. realize that it's dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hank the Dog. What a what a mascot. I mean, you know, the Cubs have Clark the Bear now too, the
1: uh, you know. Does he actually walk around during games? I've never seen a mascot <coughs> walking around during, at Wrigley.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's been around um, Okay. He doesn't wear pants.
1: Oh, d- really? Okay. Yeah.
0: There was a great oh man. Okay, here we go to talk about video. Um there was a great thing where like uh when they introduced Hank the Dog, or not uh, when Clark the Bear Um, they were going through like just some photos that people had, uh, like from online and they were just clearly like clicking through tabs, Mm -hmm. um, of photos. And there, there was one, um, of, of, a a fan's rendering of Clark, the bear with no pants full with a bear's penis and,
1: and testicles,
0: um, anatomically, uh, correct uh you know to to that person's best uh, artistic ability uh-huh. that we'll have to I'll, I'll find that video and throw that yeah up. see if you can yeah.
1: find that and put it on Raindelaytheater.com. yeah exactly yeah check that out for all the inappropriate uh,
0: nsfw uh sports related videos
1: you, you know just uh just before we move on here I, i've never realized like until we started this podcast like how badly i want uh a, a picture with a mascot and myself and to just post it on instagram so we'll have to get that sometime <laughs> yeah. a picture of me and a mascot
0: yeah definitely yeah i know we we already missed uh, Snappy we, the Turtle. We,
1: yeah, Snappy. Yeah, we, I think we talked about this, but he went away. Uh, I had really wanted a picture, yeah. a picture with him, but we sort of got distracted uh, with all the uh, nerve wracking stuff that we had pig to do with called. the Pig cult. recruiting. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they were. Um, so just uh, to wrap up the dog part really quick, we were we were um, hanging out in uh, right field watching the dogs go around, um, and I uh, heard that they were playing uh, on the on the uh, on the PA. They were playing "I Love My Dog" by Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, indie rock, indie uh, film fans uh, uh, of Mike White's Year of the Dog that, that was on the soundtrack. There, um, it's a good song, Cat Stevens. Uh, but I was thinking, like, well, how many other dog songs are there? And like, we talked about it came up later, and then there mm-hmm. there were a fair amount. I yeah. suppose. There's yeah, who yeah. let the dogs out? Uh, you know, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, but I, I was... can't
1: believe we missed Who Let the Dogs Out because we were trying to think of songs, yeah. and like, none, of, neither of us could come up with a single one they hadn't played yet. The
0: only one I was thinking, and I didn't, and my observation was, that I don't think they're going to play this one. Is I want to. Be Your Dog by uh, the Stooges Iggy Pop which is I've never really looked into a lyricsmeaning.com but I believe it it seems to be some sort of like Dominatrix, uh, sort of like uh, sex slave song. <laughs> so I didn't think they were going to play that one. So I'm
1: glad that they found some other ones. It wasn't just those two to, ch- to pick from. Yeah, the guy, the guy who was the MC uh, during the smack my bitch up fiasco oh, versus yeah. uh, with the this Chapman might have played it. But...
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he, he. That's in his rotation. He's looking for any chance to interject those songs into <laughs> gameplay.
1: Um. So we, uh, we, we took a lap around the stadium. Uh, you know, and it was uh, we we ended up going into the gift shop. Uh, we can talk. Yeah. We, Jeremy ended up getting a sweet hat that we'll touch on later. But while we were there, uh, there was a gentleman who was asking about Tyler Saladino merchandise.
0: Bless this man for the material he, he brought to the podcast.
1: Yeah, so... Tyler Saladino on the Brewers is now officially a thing. Yeah, um, it is. Orlando Arcia got sent down uh, a day, day or two ago, and now they're going to be giving Saladino the lion's share of at-bats at Jesus. shortstop slash second base. I didn't
0: actually know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He, um, so, yeah, Arcia, he was batting under 200. We had, I think we had made a comment about how many underperforming players there were uh, in yeah. the game we saw. Yeah, both but yeah, sides. Saladino, I mean, he's hitting like... Four hundred or something with the Brewers, uh, something crazy. He's off to a scalding start. He's got three homers. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know what's going on with this. Stern said that they'd had their eye on him when he was with the White Sox, and they were <laughs> hoping to try to acquire him. Uh, he's always <laughs> How can sort of.
0: Saladino fall to us.
1: <laughs> he's always been a sor- source of amusement for Jeremy oh, okay. and I. Uh, I mean, the guy is just the all-around total
0: package. He's got the the creepy mustache and beard and like goatee strip thing on his chin he's got the weird creepy uh smooth sax walk-up song mm-hmm. uh he's he's a whole he's his whole package and you know a incredibly mediocre baseball player yes
1: yes most definitely he was one of those guys uh who you would like on a rebuilding team who's going to get like 400 at bats and then like the rest of his career on baseball reference is going to be like nothing except for that year yeah, or two exactly. um but now i am in a position where i have to actively root for tyler Saladin. yes yeah, I
0: love that. That that was quite maybe one of the most like ironic like uh, realizations I had during the game is that yeah now Jack actually like what Tyler Saladino actually uh, affects Jack's like you know happiness baseball happiness. Yeah. Which it, to me is quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we uh, we yeah. we ragged on him so much when we would go to Sox games over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um. So this guy in the gift shop was looking for. It. He's like, oh, what do they got? Saladino shirts. Like this guy actually said where can i find like a tyler saladino shirt yeah, i was going i was going to tell him on the clearance rack at, at guaranteed rate field yes, that's yeah. where you find it Yep. he should take a trip down he could probably save money like by in <laughs> gas like what he spent in gas, he could probably save from buying it like retail, like from uh, the Brewers getting it off the discount rack.
1: Yeah, and you know, now looking back, like total missed opportunity when we went to that uh, White Sox game earlier in the year. I could have bought a Saladino shirt there and then yeah. worn it to Miller Park. Yeah, exactly. You just changed the, the logo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this guy, I hope he found his Tyler Saladino shirt. I'm thinking you can custom one, you know, on, on, on the website. Mm mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and yeah, it's funny. Jack Jack is now a Saladino fan for life. I am. Um, so if you follow uh, on on Instagram, um, we were doing we were posting stories from that night. Um, I didn't I didn't save the whole story as a whole, but I have all the individual videos. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get those up. But um, so here's the funny thing: is we tried to stage a Tyler Saladino uh, Jack chanting or cheering for Tyler Saladino, mm-hmm. right? And um, let's see, what inning was that?
1: Uh, it must have been the at-bat. Uh, okay, oh, so it was, it was, it was the, after his second at-bat, yeah, in was the bottom the f- of the fourth. Yeah, bottom of the fourth
0: inning, Saladino was up, and I tried to stage a video of Jack cheering for Tyler Saladino just to have, for posterity's sake. And by the time I pitched it to him, we agreed on it, and I got the phone out. He had struck struck out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, we're yeah, we're, we're lucky we we got it at all because his last two at bats were a five three, and then a DP to win the game. Yeah,
0: we did end up catching it in that sixth at bat yep. or the uh, sixth inning at bat. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I, yeah,
1: I became very uh, self conscious while I was making that video. Uh, it was you could hear a pin drop in the stadium at that point. Uh, but I, I feel yeah. like we'll get to this later. But uh, when I. When I said "Let's go, Saladino," like the guy in front of the guy in front of us, like clapped a little bit. Yeah, I know. Uh, So I felt backed up by that guy for just a moment, (laughs) and we'll get to him later because we have a lot to say about him. We will. We will.
0: Through the gates, I noticed a lot of uh, Mets. Uh, gear? Yeah, like, uh, you know, Jeremy,
1: I think your theory is, uh, you know, maybe kind of on point. Uh, so I, I was, you know, we both mentioned how much Mets gear we were seeing, and you know, who knows? Maybe a lot of people from New York, uh, and the East Coast, just took a trip to Milwaukee. But it probably yeah. stands to reason that there's also a lot of, uh, you know, New Yorkers uh, living in Chicago uh, yeah. who maybe Mets fans who came up to the game to see it.
0: Yeah, that that would be my guess. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of fans. There were some Mike Piazza, Scherzi's. There were, uh, I think, some uh, Syndergaard and some DeGrom uh, mm-hmm. things, but uh, we saw one dude um, wearing a Todd Father shirt. Yeah. And it was like, it was a Godfather type style shirt. And this this dude was a big dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he
1: was. He must have been about six six, uh, and he looked like uh, Marlon Brando, circa you know him gaining a ton of weight.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, the score era. Marlon yeah. Brando yeah, with yeah, No
1: yeah. pants. <laughs> being fed his lines uh, off, <laughs> off, off off camera. Um,
0: yeah, he was a big guy, and he actually like he seemed like he may have had some mob ties. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so no that was du- pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and you know, actually, I will say too. Um, uh, that when when I went to a uh, Brewers Dodgers game with my dad last year, there were a lot of Dodgers fans there okay, as well, yeah. which which may also again be the Chicago thing. So I think that's a pretty a pretty good theory.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so uh, yeah, we like that guy. Yeah. Um, we uh, let's see. Were there any other? I don't. I can't. I'm trying to think of any other like Mets things that stood out to me. But uh, you know, there was just a, a lot of uh, shirtsies and, and stuff like that.
1: There were. Now speaking of trying to pick up, uh, you know, shirts uh, or jerseys on the cheap, we actually passed the uh, charity sale that the Brewers were having where they have a table out of all old giveaways that they uh, yeah. that they have, of, you know, I guess stuff they just couldn't give away uh, that day. And so yeah. they actually had some pretty good stuff at that table for cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was some, yeah, if you were going to try to, if you missed it for free that day, like, um, I, you know, the proceeds went to some sort of like, yeah, church or something like that. So that was cool that they had a, a bunch of stuff. They had um, some cool shirts. They actually had a Paul Molitor um, road, like Jersey from like, you know, the eighties, early eighties or whatever. And it was very cool. It was like the powder blue, um, with the V neck. It was very cool looking. Uh, I think it was like 25 bucks. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some other things there. Um, I was wearing, I will say, uh, uh, to the game. Um, so we talk about, you know, neutral hats. We talked about this at, at other games. Um, I wore my, uh, new Orleans, uh, baby cakes, uh, hat. So that was, uh, that's like the, um, Triple uh, A uh, affiliate, um, they're oh, I, I I'm blanking on they used to be the Mets but they're mm-hmm. not the Mets anymore uh-huh. I'm pretty sure um, but uh, the guy working the the charity table uh, spotted the, my hat and he he's like hey is that Baby Cakes I'm like it sure is and uh, so that was cool I thought that th- that was cool to uh, to get uh, a recognition on the Baby Cakes like I think that they're like an up and coming weird mascot They just changed, I think last year. Okay. I think it was their first year. They used to be the New Orleans Zephyrs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're the baby cakes now. And, um, I've seen a couple, like, I think there was like some kind of website that was doing like a minor league mascot, uh, tournament. And it went up against the, um, like the Hartford yard goats. And, uh, there's some really good minor league mascots out there, but uh, yeah, baby cakes. The hat is pretty cool, and this guy noticed it, so that was cool.
1: Yeah, the guy knew his stuff. Um, and yeah, yeah Jerry, uh, you also mentioned uh, that you saw a lot of people wearing those Molitor jerseys uh, at the game. Yeah,
0: there was an inordinate amount of people like actually wearing those jerseys, and I don't think they had bought them, you know, there. Uh, so you know, it's it's, a, it's cool actually when you see like someone come back with the like the
1: giveaway shirt, you know, or the giveaway hat or whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, that that's sort of a, a kind of a thing here. Like you know, we've been to enough white socks we've done a lot of white socks yeah we've gotten a lot of the giveaway shirts yep. um and so uh, sometimes like i'll see people wearing those when i'm walking down the street and i'll just i want to be like hey you know were you at the game that night that you know yeah pooh holes <laughs> went like one for four in that game <laughs> yeah, or whatever exactly. um i saw a dude at work the other day he was wearing a uh uh, the shirt that was at the giveaway from the ballpark app last year that we got, oh, which yeah. was actually a pretty cool shirt. Right. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you will see people wearing like the giveaway stuff and like, I always want to acknowledge it, but I've, uh, I've i never have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh I have I, I have a couple times I had a student one of my students uh, I teach a, a video class um, uh, but uh, one of my students had one of the, like the same co- uh, socks uh, hat that, that they gave away like the 70s style oh, one nice. that we got I think at the Padres game mm-hmm. um, yeah right, um, right right I remember that game but yeah yeah so so it's cool it's cool whenever you see those pop up but yeah there was a lot of people wearing those Molitor ones like mm-hmm. and I think I think that was like last year that they gave that away so, yeah I don't th- know. yeah are are they're giving it
1: a yount one away this year from, like, the 70s. That's probably yeah. going to be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, So Jeremy uh, had mentioned in an earlier podcast that he was really looking forward to getting the cheese curds, and uh, it sort of turned into a whole, uh, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings-type quest for yeah. him to, to get these. Curds quest. <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
0: yeah, so we, you know, there, we... So, mm-hmm. okay, we, so we sat on the top uh, level, and a lot of times at stadiums, um, you can't get the things... Actually, maybe that might only be Wrigley, but um, you can't like some of the things that you can get on the main concourse, you can't get in the upper deck because they just don't have the stands there. And uh, but I was pretty sure. Actually, last year I got the cheese curds up in the top section, but we were walking around and like we went up like two levels, and they didn't. They like there was one stand there and it was closed for the day, so I had to go back down uh, and get the curds, and then I was also getting the sausage, so I had to like work it all out. um, And I like I have this thing about like. Cooling food, like I want to eat the food as soon as I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I was like, I talked to Jack. I'm like, hey, if I get these curds down on level one, I might stop and just eat them. Oh, down there. is that is that why you wanted to do yeah, it? Yeah. I I didn't
1: see when you said that. I didn't question it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, because
0: okay. yeah, like I I have this thing, and people who know me in my in my personal life know that I like to I eat in my car a lot because I don't have the patience to drive home with the food or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I'll just pull over. Actually, I think it's kind of nice. I actually like it. Like you pull over on a side street, roll the window windows down, play some music, just enjoy your food. And you just, you, you have to scout out a good spot where people aren't going to be walking by. But anyway, so I have a whole thing about, about eating food uh, before it, before it cools. Um, so, but anyway, I got the cheese curds, brought them back up. I got a sausage. We could probably, we should get into the, um, the whole sausage yeah. gate thing. But, uh, that, that was my meal at the game. I got a, uh, beer cheese sausage Johnsonville brat. So beer cheese, Johnsonville brat. I got the curds, and then at this at the curd stands, you can get them. You can shake on either like ranch, or barbecue, or uh, something else, and I, I like a hot one or whatever. So I, I did like the is like sweet and smoky hickory it was called. Mm. So I, I, I shook that on, and um, yeah, and I got a big soda or whatever. Um, uh, so I'm gonna die soon. Uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, um, so yeah, I gotta say that. You know, I th- I might have said it earlier, but uh, in the other episodes, but like those cheese curds are the best damn ballpark food I've ever had. It's the best single item at a ballpark I think that I've I've ever gotten, and I've mm-hmm. been to a fair amount of ballparks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so yeah, Jeremy actually he did have to go all the way back downstairs once we were almost at our seats. And if yeah. this was like the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, that that would have been like if only Frodo had gone and everybody else had ditched him because I was like, I'm going <laughs> I'm going back to my seat, Jeremy. Like yeah. you can uh, you can go get him downstairs if you need to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I will say you kind of got jobbed, though, uh, by... So Jeremy had asked uh, an uh, usher slash security guard, like, where oh, yeah. he could get the cheese guards on the top level, yeah. and the guy pointed in the direction where they, they were, and there was a stand, but it was closed, which probably yeah. cost us five minutes.
0: Yeah, t- totally. Yeah, it was it was a little annoying. Um, but uh, but uh, I was... it it was worth it. Yeah. And you
1: said the sausage you got was really good too. Now there, there was a controversy in Milwaukee, uh, this year. So for, for years and years, probably since I've been born, uh, Clements has had the, uh, you know, brewer's contract. Not Um, to be confused
0: with Matt Clement.
1: Uh, yes. Right. Right. Uh, although I think was Matt Clement, was that spelled with a C? It was with a C. Yes. Nice. Nice. Okay. But anyway, um, so yeah, Clements, uh, you know, they had the uh, brewer's contract, uh, but this year, uh, Basically, to everybody's surprise, I don't think anybody saw this coming. But Johnsonville uh, became the new, you know, official hot dog slash brat of the Brewers. Yeah, um, and,
0: and considering you know Wisconsin, like you, you associate brats with Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like that's a pretty big. Uh, move i would say
1: it is um i don't know uh exactly what prompted it um i think yeah. there was uh some literature in the journal sentinel uh about it um but yeah it was it was a big thing but uh yeah. you know you were you were pretty satisfied with your sausage well, would you say
0: yeah and so like you know I, and and johnsonville is also a wisconsin company right? uh-huh. yeah yeah so like you know it's not like they're going with like some sort of like la based sausage or mm-hmm. something like as their new official sausage um I gotta say, and I, I, I was upset to hear the news about about the change. I gotta say, the sausage was pretty good. Okay, it was quite good actually. All right, it was better than Clement actually.
1: <laughs> A very hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: I know. To come, come at me. Uh, you know, follow us first, uh, Brewers fans. Follow me. Follow the podcast. Subscribe. Then come at me okay. at rain
1: delay pod yeah that's um, right you know jeremy we'll, we'll, we'll get into the sausage race a little later but was it the johnsonville sausage race now Where, is that what i, you called I missed it? it i know okay. we, we
0: discussed like trying to hear it and I, mm-hmm. I missed it but well here's one thing is like the sausages that are in the race uh were based on the clement sausages and they had so it's like it's uh polish uh bratwurst italian hot dog and chorizo right yeah those were based on like the flavors that clement had There wasn't even a chorizo dog... So there. there was
1: okay. There was no chorizo option. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: No. No. So like it was weird. Like I don't know. Like I, you know, I guess they're just we're all just glossing over that.
1: But y- yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. So. You know, I wonder if the Brewers must just own the rights to how those characters look. Yeah. 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 Um, I, they couldn't get rid of that character. I mean, why doesn't Johnsonville just make a chorizo dog?
0: That's but, what I don't
1: understand. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they should. Um, and you know, one more. I guess thought about the sausage race. We could just before I forget to mention it. I wonder if when Randall Simon knocked that sausage over. With his bat, if they finish the race, um, you you would think the other sausages yeah. wouldn't have been able to see, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, unless he hit the one that was in the lead. Because I was wondering if they kept all time records for the sausage oh, race. Oh yeah.
0: Was it that one? No, it was the um, the the uh, Nationals' president's race. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like Teddy Roosevelt had never won or something. Oh wow! Okay, like, that was like a running thing that he he was like he had never won in like yeah. four years or something. Wow! Like he finally won. You won.
1: would think you know, considering like his character, he would have won. You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: once. I think it was Teddy. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I think okay. it was him though. Um, I will say about the Randall Simon sausage race. I think I, I actually remember. I, I believe they did finish. Okay. Um, but what happened was, and I think they only had four at that point. They didn't have Chorizo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whichever one he knocked over, I can't remember which one. Um, the the sausage that was closest to them stopped and helped them back up. Wow! And the other two kept kept going. It that's was like li- a platoon situation. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was some
1: <laughs> some situation in the Olympics a year, a couple years ago, where like somebody you know blew out an ankle in a race, and then they helped them up. So that's very yeah. uh, you know that that person is a copycat of that yeah, it's, sausage it's
0: race. the sportsmanship at its finest. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Um, so uh, so once the game started. Uh, we, um, so Jeremy did make it back to his seat for first pitch, and Zach Davies was going to be on the mound. Um, Zach
0: Davies was warming up. He um, was,
1: and so we were hearing some very uh, not ballpark music while he was warming up.
0: Yeah, it was just this, like, uh, you know, I don't know if butt rock is the official term for it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, butt rock might be more, like, 70s, like, like fuzz bass music mm-hmm. or something, but, like, this was just, like, your friggin' gross, like, Linkin Park, like, uh, rap metal, like, just, like, loud like, ruckus, like, garbage, basically. Yeah, and
1: it kind of killed uh, the crowd a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, during a White Sox game, like, they'll usually play, like, Thunderstruck or something to get you pumped up. Or, you know, the, yeah. the I think when the Cubs come back from a road trip, you'll hear, like, the boys are back in town, I yeah. think. Um, but this was uh, this was bad. Although, hey, you know, I'll say this: maybe Zach Davies is a little more than we give him credit for. He yeah. looks like uh, he looks like a little shrimp. Yeah, he's um, a little
0: dorky looking guy. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I didn't think he'd like this kind of music, but yeah. uh, I don't know. He's showing his hard edge, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so we saw Davies. We also saw Stephen Matz Steven uh, pitching for the Mets. Now, That's right. Now, uh, as uh, I had mentioned this to Jeremy, as a baseball fan, I probably would have rather seen Syndergaard pitching. But I yeah. mean, as a as just a Brewers fan, you probably wouldn't want to see Syndergaard because the Brewers would have a you know a better chance of winning against a guy who wasn't their best pitcher. But Matt's uh, Matt's pitch, he, he pitched uh, brilliantly, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah, he he's a guy that uh, I feel like has has been troubled by injuries, you know, yeah, and he's sure. just as, never really reached his full potential. As as a lot of the Mets uh, staff. Yeah, you Adams know, you well. mentioned Jeremy that uh, his his debut stuck out to you. Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Yeah, my favorite thing about Stephen Matz is uh, his debut um, a couple years ago uh, in uh, in City Field. Um, I, I I do I have to say that like I'm always um, like uh, I'm a sucker for like the uh, the emotional side of, of baseball and everything and like we talked about Field of Dreams and the father that son fatherly connection and stuff. So they showed the whole like. Um, uh, you know, family, the whole Matt's family, right? And uh, it was really cool, like, uh, of all the, the people, like, and the, they show them, like, you know, uh, uh, celebrating every time they did good. I remember the grandfather, I assume, yeah, like, it was, it was an older guy, grand, Steven Matt's grandfather, like, man it's like I, I was brought to tears actually watching him because like there was like Steven Matz did something great I, he might have got a hit or something in that game and like they all went nuts and, and Stephen Matz's grandpa was like got up and was like cheering and he actually was like knocking himself in the head he's like I can't believe it my son my grandson yeah. Yeah. and like it brought me to tears and like I was like thinking like god I wish <sighs> I could do something in my life that would make my family like that proud of me like <sighs> it was like it was a beautiful moment and like so that always like stands out for me when I think of Stephen Matz
1: yeah and he was he's from uh, New York, I think too, yeah. which is kind of big for him to be playing for the Mets. Yeah. Um. So, so the game started, and we, we heard Davies's uh, awful music, and then we also <laughs> yeah. heard some people uh, behind us. Who, yeah. So uh,
0: I guess it's time to get into the the fans. Sure. Why um, not? And we'll, we'll 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 talk about this one. Uh. You know these this one group of people, and then we'll get into the main event. But, you know, so we're always looking for for people uh, for entertainment value, and um, we were in Wisconsin, and. Um, We were in front of what I thought were like the most Wisconsinite type people. Uh, Like they had the whole, the whole. Oh yeah, they
1: had, you know, they sounded like making a murder. It was was a lot of (laughs) ohs and Yeah. Yeah um, I, I thought of Stephen Avery himself behind this. Yeah yeah um, you know we're not we're not that usually uh, the way it is is that you know the the farther up north you go yeah. the worse that accent gets right, yeah. uh, but we were we were right there and you, you don't really realize how, how bad it is in Wisconsin until until you you're not there for a while. Yeah. but everybody sort of talks like that I'm sure I do as well <laughs> sometimes when I either get drunk or lazy with how I speak. Sure yeah yeah accents come out like that. sometimes. Oh, oh yeah so Jeremy, um, and and I, J- Jeremy, were you, were you introduced to the term fib on this night?
0: I was, yeah, I so, was.
1: Wow, it, it amazes me that you've uh, uh, never heard that. So actually, Jeremy and I had had just sort of been talking on the way up about how Jeremy had lived in Chicago his whole life, mm-hmm, um, and you mm-hmm. know, I'm, i lived in Wisconsin the first twenty-two years of mine before I came to Chicago, and fib fib is a, a, <laughs> a big term there. So if you've never heard it. Uh, it means fucking Illinois bastard, um, and <laughs> which, so which
0: I would be one of, I suppose. Yes,
1: you, you would absolutely would be that. Pe- people probably saw your license plate in the parking lot, and were like, oh, you know, oh, there's a fib for you. Um, uh, so so, and that refers to uh, how crazy Illinois drivers are on Wisconsin Road. They say they come up here and they drive crazy. Now, I, you know, I, uh, I I will agree that you know driving in Chicago can be en- enough to give anybody road rage, and it certainly sure. probably makes you a more aggressive driver. Yeah. Um, but I think it you know also makes you a more assertive driver as well yeah
0: that's how i feel i Mm -hmm. i actually like i'm like i don't see anything wrong with that i think Mm -hmm. like like i'm when i drive i drive with a purpose i'm driving like it's very rare that i'm driving like just in a relaxed state like Mm -hmm. i am driving fast so i guess i am one of those people i'm proud of it i
1: suppose yeah and so (laughs) these people were saying uh the reason that we uh brought up fibs is so one of these people mentioned how close they live to the illinois border and then someone else went oh you're practically a fib. Uh, and then, and then, so, uh, you know, a, a couple more words were exchanged back and forth. And then the, uh, somebody said, uh, you know, I, I, he's like, Oh, I live in Kenosha, but I work in Illinois. And then, uh, you know, the other person went, Oh, I bet that drive takes you three hours with the traffic. Um, which is a, a huge, uh, exaggeration. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, when, when the person went, Oh, I live in Kenosha, but I work in Illinois. Like they yeah. said it, uh, they said it as if they were saying that like a close family member had died. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's what people in Wisconsin think of Illinoisans. The um, guy
0: who said, uh, "Oh, you're close to the fib," uh, mm-hmm. he said, "Like Kenosha, where's that?" And like I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way he doesn't know where Kenosha is." So that must have been like a sort of like a like, "Oh, that's so far." out of like towards the end of the border like that I, we don't even know where that is I guess mm-hmm. um I will say so the guy who was who was bemoaning his uh residency in Kenosha um he I heard him overheard him he was on a phone call and I heard him say the most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard as far as I'm concerned uh he said he was talking to someone on the phone and he's like do you know where the key to the shed is <laughs> 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 to me that is like that is so Wisconsin. Like I mean we have sheds here but there's it was just the accent and like he's at the game but he's talking about he's like trying to help someone find keys or whatever and or they were trying to find something and he's like do you know where the keys to the shed are? Like that's where um, that, that that was like very wisconsin
1: to me I thought. You know, and so then we uh, actually we might as well get to him now. We ended up sitting yep. behind a guy who was far more Wisconsin than anything we could have hoped for.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, well, yeah, I mean, I guess he's Wisconsin, but he just seemed like a general like goofball. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to paint Wisconsin in that in that light necessarily. I would. I would just chalk this guy up to just being a general goofball. Yeah. But um. So we had a lot of nicknames for this guy, okay. and it was all based on the fact. Okay, we'll just say this. They showed up late uh, to the game. Uh, they they had seats like in front of us, but to the side. And actually, I guess he
1: would have been in front of you. He was. He was in front of me for about the first uh, you know couple minutes. He was sitting there. Yeah. But, but so what happened to him was uh, I don't know if it was this specific seat or that just that he need, he was such a big guy. This guy he was he was probably like five seven or five eight, but he weighed about three hundred <laughs> and fifty pounds. And he so he he sat in his seat and he was real uncomfortable uh so he went um so he moved like uh one or two seats over he moved
0: one over directly yeah. in front of me mm-hmm. and he was leaning he was like leaning on the on the uh railing um just you know just to take a load off i guess um but but his he explained his reasoning for moving and he was uh he, yeah he, he yeah he, w- he,
1: he, he explained it first to somebody else who didn't didn't give a shit and then he yeah. turned to us uh, he was like Oh, I'm, I'm a big boy, but I was kind of sinking there for a yeah, minute. I'm a big boy. Yeah, I was sinking in my chair
0: a little bit. <laughs> and like, and yeah, and like, he actually he sent this to the guy down the row from us, and like, and the guy just like looked at him.
1: Yep, and and, and that kind of set the, the tone for the whole game because yeah, that much. that guy. First of all, there was no reason for him to announce why he had decided to move one seat over. No, but that was sort of like him feeling out. Who is he going to be able to talk to for the rest of this game? Yeah, who, so he went to the Knight other people ruin? first and, you know, damn those other people for ignoring him because yeah. then he decided to turn around and talk to us. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, and so, um, yeah, and so, you know, uh, actually the first photo I posted on our story um, the other day uh, uh, at the game was a, a beautiful representation of, of our interaction, like my view. Uh, From this guy, so he was leaning against the uh, the railing, and like I couldn't see anything. Basically, I had to
1: like he was blocking home plate.
0: Yeah, I had to cock my head to the to left just to see the plate. Um, So we came up with some nicknames for this guy, um, you know, or more so just inspired like uh, thoughts about this guy. So I got. Um, well, we said on the, on our Instagram video, the, uh, the leaning louse, Mm -hmm. right? The,
1: the the leaning louse of Milwaukee. The leaning louse of Milwaukee. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, we got the eager leaner, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, indicating like his eagerness to interject himself into every conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, when we talked about dog night, he interjected himself into that conversation. Uh, the Saladino thing, you know, he, we, we, we perked his ear up a little bit. Yeah. Um,
1: um, very eager
0: to... To get in.
1: I, I also feel like uh, so I like the eager leaner. I, yeah. I think that's a really good uh, one. I just like the phonetics uh, of yeah. that. Uh, and so Pleasing. also before we go on with that, uh, Jeremy. Um, so he, he Jeremy came up with the eager leaner, and uh, the next morning I woke up one of my uh, and realized that so one of my favorite movies from the nineteen fifties is The Night um, of the Hunter, directed by Robert Mitchum. Yeah. And during that whole movie, Robert Mitchum uh, sings like an old church hymn that goes like leaning leaning and just the whole movie you can you can hear robert mitchum singing this and yeah. i i feel like that would be a perfect anthem for uh for this guy uh, for the eager leaner so yeah. I, this guy was uh he he was like a, a fountain of misinformation so one of the things that uh, yeah he talked to us about and i had actually forgotten about this until just now was the dog thing so he mentioned that like on last night's oh, broadcast yeah. brian anderson had said it was sold out like the dog night was sold out right yeah. now that the way he said it, that couldn't have been that couldn't have been right. There were plenty of empty seats. Maybe he meant that the the, the just they couldn't allow any more dogs
0: into the park. I think that might have been what okay. he meant. But okay. Okay. Like, but you know, of course, he couldn't have just explained that part of it.
1: No, because because the way he was saying it made it sound like they were saying that the game tonight was sold out. Yeah. Which,
0: no, nor did we express any interest in bringing dogs either. No. Like, no. Like what is
1: it? What does it matter? And so, so then a little <laughs> bit later on in the game, uh, you know, you, he, a bat broke. Uh, there was a broken oh, bat God. out. And uh, he mentioned that he knew some lady who kept track of what the statistics for all of the broken bats in the major leagues. Yeah,
0: I don't know what this guy was going on oh He's like, there, there's some lady. She lives in Cottage Grove, and
1: she's... She's keeping track of all the bats, and
0: she was she was in retirement, and then she was she had one more year left, and then she decided to retire, and then they offered her three times as much for her to come back, and now she's saying she's finally done with it, so she's going to retire now. But she was working for Louisville Slugger, you know, because they're the ones who got the bats, right? And they, you know, she was keeping track of all of that. And yeah. So, yeah.
1: And you were saying how it was cool that somebody from Wisconsin should be able to do it, and not like from Louisville or some other part of the <laughs> That's country. What he said. Yeah, Jesus yeah, and Christ. and know you know um you know Jeremy actually uh, uh keeps stats for money sometimes and so yeah. uh, you know Jeremy didn't get into that
0: I do I work at a sports statistics company well, you know um we get you know we can get into that it's uh it's a you know it's a conversation starter and everything but uh we, our company actually did keep track of the broken bats uh-huh. and we kept track of it for the MLB yeah so I don't know who this lady was keeping it track of and like the way he he was like uh, she was describing like an older woman um who, you know, on the brink of retirement. So like, there's definitely no one that matches that description at our office. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like former like college pitchers like that. I work with and, uh, I don't know. I don't know who, who the hell this woman was working for, or where she was sending her things, or how he knew her, or what the hell this guy was blabbering
1: about. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So.
1: And this guy was one of those things where you know Jeremy didn't mention to him that he uh, that he worked there no. because uh, that would have just. He was one of those guys where it's like if you give him anything other than just like a yes or no yeah. response, it's going to open up an entire can of worms. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we,
0: we had to be very sparing with, our,
1: yeah. Yeah, and so we were trying to figure out. Just exactly what this guy's dynamic was to the people he was with. So he was with like two younger people yeah. um, and then two older women. So he was with two older women and then a, a, a young guy and a girl who were maybe in their early 20s who seemed, seemed to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, yeah. Um, he didn't look like any of the people. So at first no. I thought that the young guy might have been his kid. But like he didn't look at anything like the kid. He looked a little too old. Well, maybe to be the kid's dad, maybe not. But yeah, like he didn't look anything like that kid.
0: No, it was uh, very weird. Like and, and then like so I and I didn't think that at all. Mm-hmm. I assumed they were friends okay. or something. Yeah. But at one point, like he was. So this guy was talking to us about like, um, going to all the different ballparks because yeah, I I it came out that I was from Chicago and we live near Wrigley. And so he he actually just assumed I was a Cubs fan, which was, was, was fine. It was true. But, um, he was, we were talking about different ballparks and everything. And he said at one point, he's like, well, yeah, my boy over here, he's go he went to Fenway park and blah, blah, blah about Fenway park. And, uh, and I assumed he just was calling him, like, yeah, you're my boy, you know. like. But then, like, and then afterwards, we, Jack and I were discussing it on the drive home about, like, what, what their relationship was. And, and uh, you know, Jack said he thought that it was – I'm like, that couldn't have been, like, a father-son. He's like, I think it was. And then I remember that the, the kid said, thanks, Dad, or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but And you would think that that would be end of mystery, you know, if mystery solved. But, like, I thought – I assumed that he was saying that, like, as, like – uh, like if Jack, if you told me to like you know pick up after myself, I'd say yeah, thanks a lot, Dad. You know? Yeah, that's what it was. But we don't know what the, the dynamic was. No, and
1: I want to talk about this baseball road trip that they were talking about oh, for a God. minute. So it, it's it seemed it seemed it was very odd because first of all, I guess the road trip was going to start in Minnesota. It, yeah. it was going to go down to, I guess, Kansas City and then over into, like, Cincinnati, this and then was... Pittsburgh, I guess. He didn't know where it was going to end. He was, like, he actually, at one point, he asked, um, he asked the women he was with, He's like, hey, so where are we going to go at that, that, on that last leg of that trip? And yeah. then they just didn't answer him. And then so Jeremy actually helped him out and Toronto mentioned Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh. that's it, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Cleveland was in there. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, we've tr- I've done road trips before. We've planned road trips. There's no way that all those teams are playing at home no. at the same time. No, where that would work out, it would never work out that way. No, and
1: he even mentioned he's like, yeah, we're not going to go to Wrigley because what are the chances that they're going to be playing during that night or whatever? Yeah. So it's like, did he even know where they're just going to go to these cities and hope that the teams were there? But just going up to Minnesota and then down to like uh, you know somewhere else like that yeah. just doesn't seem to make any sense. No,
0: no, the whole thing, and and it would be asinine to not go to Wrigley Field A because it's probably if you haven't been to it, it's got to be at the Top of most people's ballpark bucket list, but like it's also right there, and Mm -hmm. you pass right through it. Mm -hmm. Like the the highway to go to Cleveland goes right through Chicago, so it would be asinine to not do that. So I don't know what this guy's trip is. I I, like I wish I had the time to to go and map out. There's no logical way that all these teams it would be possible to hit all of those teams in one trip unless you had like you you just spent a week Mm -hmm. like there while they were on the road or something. Mm -hmm. It's impossible.
1: Yeah. And you know, so this guy may have been uh, under the influence a little bit because he drank a lot of beers during the game. At, at one point, there was some drama between him and his boy or whatever, because I, I guess he had asked the uh, the kid to get him a, uh, a a large beer, and the kid came back with a small beer. Yeah. Now this guy, this guy had already he had already polished off he'd already polished off one Miller like Tall Boy. Then he had he had drank another yeah. uh, large beer, and so he still had his empty from empty cup from yeah. the large beer. So he. took... He was mad that he got a small beer. (laughs) So he took the cup. From the small beer. And then he took his empty large yeah. cup and he went, look at this shit. And then, he, <laughs> and then he poured he poured the small beer into the empty large beer cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the funniest part for me of that was that like, the small beer actually filled up the entire yeah. large cup when it, it came lo- to a head. It was
0: very logical, yeah. like, the, the, the amount that it filled up like, with the head and everything. Yeah, right, exactly. so his
1: point was just moot the second he did
0: that. <laughs> it was moot. And then he also said, that he's like, wait. That's only a small bear? He's like, I paid the same amount for this one, and, and and they, or I pay, I give, these cost the same amount, but I got a bigger one, this one's small. And then the kid was like, No, we, we paid, no, it cost more, we paid the difference, and we still gave you your change back. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, annoyed at this guy. So he, yeah, they like, they like covered his ass, and like, he, and unbeknownst to him, and like the kid was like, Yeah, we weren't gonna tell you that, but now that you're making such a big deal of it, We'll just go ahead and say we actually paid out of pocket for that, you know. Yeah,
1: and then so at <laughs> at one point he asked Jeremy, oh, "What the hell did he?" He asked he asked us if we drove. He yeah. Just apropos of uh, nothing. Yes. Um, he asked us if we drove, and I told him that I didn't, and Jeremy told him that he did. And this is one and this is one instance where you have to give the guy sparing information. Yeah, because yes, Jeremy sure. told him he had a car, yeah. and then uh, immediately this guy started going out about car insurance. It goes to
0: car insurance, not even about Chicago traffic mm-hmm. or like or even like the the the. Fib drivers or something Mm -hmm. He just goes to car insurance
1: Yeah and then so Jeremy actually got into it with him a little bit and yeah. talked talk, talk to him about what insurance he had. And then like 30 seconds after the conversation was over, Jeremy made some comment to me about like how maybe he was going to do something with his insurance. And then like Jer- like I was like, uh-huh. And, you know, there was a bit of silence and then Jeremy went to me, this guy's got me talking about fucking car insurance at a baseball game. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Like he, he, um, he goes like, will you get full insurance. I hope you're just getting the liability. You're not getting full coverage. So like, yeah, for car insurance, like you can get just like the bare minimum coverage, and it'll cover you if you get an, if you exit if you cause an accident, right? And it'll pay for that person's. But I don't. I to my understanding, it doesn't pay for yours, or you don't get like as much like credit or something for for it. I think it's like it only covers other people, right? If you cause an accident, and so he was basically telling me like I was wasting my money by getting full coverage, which like you, it, it's responsible to be covered. Like, like you should, like, take responsibility, cover your ass, and, like, you won't be regretting it later. Like, I know that, like, insurance can be a, a racket and, like, you know, people are paying too much for insurance and, like, there's not enough rebates and stuff. But, like, it's not a, like... Uh, a thing to be, like, like put down for is getting, like, good <laughs> car insurance. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So he was like, yeah. And I said, like, what company I, was, I have. And he's like, oh, you got to get off of them. They're raping you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said it pretty loud. Too. Yeah, he said, yeah. He So, yeah, good fun at the old ballpark, like, just
1: mm-hmm. dropping
0: that, you know, in, in a crowd of people. But, um, yeah, I mean, this guy was just, yeah. Like, he was also, like... He was like sneezing all over the place. Oh,
1: he had his he had his Kleenex Because one too. of the
0: one of my nicknames is allergies man, okay. Aller- or allergic man. Yeah. And like he at one point like he had this red oh god this disgusting holy wet toilet like rag of toilet paper and he was like holding it up to the people because they were gonna go get like food and he's like bring me back some napkins or something and he's like he was holding up this toilet paper he's like this is all I got this is all I got left. And, like, they came back, and, and, and he was complaining. He's like, yeah, they brought, I don't know why they brought this. Like, just get some toilet paper. Like, I guess he preferred toilet paper over a napkin, I guess. So, I don't know. That was disgusting. But He was, like, waving it in the air, and I was like, yeah, I was, like, recoiling. Like, I didn't want anything to get on me or whatever. But... Um, yeah there's car insurance talk uh, this guy yeah he was just a fountain of uh, of entertainment for sure
1: he was um you know and in the spirit uh, of you know doing things for the podcast we uh, we did talk talk to this guy a little bit but uh, he he helped us most of the way It wasn't you know we weren't pushing him too much
0: yeah. Luckily it was one of those luckily he was in front of us so we didn't have to like turn our bodies at all. We could just kinda of stare forward. And like things are happy. He was talking to us like during the was it the fifth inning, I guess? Mm-hmm. Or no, it was the seventh inning when the Mets like one more run on. Right. And, like, things are happening. People are getting hits. And people are scoring. Some guy got a double, and, like, he drove in. Uh, yeah, Masaraco got a double, and he scored Conforto. And, like, this is all happening while this guy's turned around talking about, like, car insurance or
1: whatever. Yeah, and actually Jeremy missed, uh, like, circling a run in the third inning because the guy was talking to us about something. And, yeah. And, like, he missed that there was an SF9 by uh, by Flores. Yeah,
0: exactly. I didn't realize it until the fifth
1: <laughs> inning. You know, and this is uh, just kind of... Um, Uh, something that I've observed that when you have a scorecard, people will talk to you during a baseball game, whether it's about baseball or they just want to talk to you. Like when you have a scorecard, when you keep in score, people feel like it's okay to talk to you Um, for whatever reason. You'd think that someone with a scorecard would be the last person you would talk to because they don't want to be distracted, but no. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I could see maybe... What I do like about scorecards is when... You there is this like kind of understanding if you like get up to, to go to the bathroom or get food or something, you come back, you can just lean over to a guy with a scorecard if you have one and be like, Yeah, what was that what was that last out in the ninth? you know? Mm-hmm. Or what was that last out in the seventh? you know and like yep. he'll, he'll be like, oh, that's a... Uh, you know uh, six uh, three ground out.
1: It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a very solemn moment between two baseball fans. Yeah. Uh, and all, all the only thing exchanged is the information that's needed. Yeah, and then that's it, and then mm-hmm. moved on.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, we can talk. We can we can segue a little bit away from this guy. Okay. Like even though he was the, he was the highlight. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, but to uh, so speaking of the scorecards, um, I gotta say another kudo I gotta give to the uh, Brewers is they might they may have the best scorecard in the business as well. Like it's a great scorecard.
1: It's really nice. There's a ton of room to write everything. Um, uh, it's made on a, a nice like cardboard cardstock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> uh, paper that's really easy to write on. Uh, oftentimes, I've I've complained about the uh, the White Sox scorecards of last year, which uh, were like this really on, on this glossy paper. Uh, uh, which was very inconvenient to write on if you use pencil, which, which Jeremy and I both use pencil because, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of erasing probably yep, yep. if you're scoring a game. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a beautiful scorecard. They yeah. they have areas for runs, hits, errors left on base, strikeouts, walks. It almost seems like it's too much. Yeah,
0: actually, the, the only complaint I could say about it is that they only have two slots for the nine hole. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, a lot of uh, pi- uh, uh, pinch hitters and stuff, they actually could probably lose one of the columns. So, yeah, runs, hits, errors, left on base, Ks, walks. They probably could lose one of those and give you another slot for a, for a batter, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not complaining, ultimately. The font is cool. I think it's um, Century Gothic, I think, is that font. Okay. I know that because it's a font of Weez- – that's Weezer's orig- uh, official font. Okay. It's either Century Gothic or it's uh, Futura, but uh, it's a it's a great font. Um, lots of, just, yeah, just so much room. Um, they used to have a thing where you could, like, on the front of the scorecard, you could, like, I did, I think they did that for one year where you could, it had, like, game-winning hit and, like, you know, all these, like, things you could put the start, the winning pitcher and the losing pitcher, like, in a separate column and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was very cool, but it's a great scorecard. Uh, and again, another
1: situation that puts the White Sox to shame. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, um, so we, uh, we, th- there was a, something, I guess to say one more, th- couple more things about the fans. There was this yeah. uh, cap toss that went on. I kind of missed what was going on, Jeremy. What yeah. happened there?
0: I captured that on uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, just and it, was, it happened in the section right by us. I guess they just walk up and they just they're just tossing caps, and it's not just like one or two caps. Like the guy just had a ton of caps, and he was just throwing them to people, just like winging them, and he was actually like kind of flinging them like a frisbee. So it's probably kind of fun for him to do it as well. But just tossing these caps and tossing these caps. And if you watch at the end of the. Instagram video, um, there is uh, like a, a, a like a pack of three wild young boys who run by, uh, with no shirts on, yeah. and they're about like they're, they were like I don't know like twelve years old, eleven or twelve years old yeah. or something, and they're running around like hallions, uh like uh, for these caps. But the funny part of it is that they came back. They were like two sections over, and they like darted over, and then they like came back in the most like erratic way like through the 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 stands like they didn't a walk up to like a regular aisle and they were walking... They didn't walk back through their aisle. They were, like, kind of zigzagging. It was kind of weird. And they went right in front of us, and it was weird to have, like, three shirtless boys walk in front of us. Well, there
1: was no reason for them to cut in front of us. <laughs> no. It was, uh, it was, they should have taken a better route. It was bad uh, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, to where they were going. I guess this is a good time to, to bring this up. But so I... Have I ever told you, Jeremy, that I have a thing about T-shirt tosses where I hate them? No, no, we okay. haven't
0: talked about that. Yeah,
1: so I will never stand for T-shirt tosses. Sure. I hate them. They're my least favorite part of any game. And so the reason for that is when I was a kid at County Stadium. Uh, it was a Brewers versus Tigers game, uh, and they they did a T-shirt. They used to do T-shirt tosses there. This must have been in 1997. Okay. Uh, uh, so so you know I was a kid back then. Maybe it was even even further back than that. But uh, anyway, so they did a T-shirt toss, and I was there was nobody in the stands at that point, and I was going to get one. I was with my parents, so I ran over to grab the T-shirt that had hit the ground. And when I grabbed it, there was this, this fat slob that stepped on my hand oh and uh, and didn't let me get the shirt until I let go. And then he went, it's hers. And then he picked it up and gave it to some lady behind him. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, every, you know, and I, I was a little, little kid at that point, And, insane. you know, I was dejected. Uh, and he was just some fucking fat slob who, uh, you know, and if this woman he's giving it to, like, you know, wow, I bet she was really impressed that he, uh, yeah. you know, that he... Basically assaulted a little kid yeah, to sure. uh, to get a T-shirt. Um, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not a pussy. It wasn't assault, you know. But like, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe that's a little too strong of words, <laughs> no, that's all right, that's you all right. know. I, but like, uh, you know, that's the
0: hate that this guy generated in your yes, heart. Yes,
1: exactly. These are, the, these are the type of emotions uh, that, that, that are going on through my mind. This guy's probably dead now, so it doesn't matter. He was, he was old um, and very, very unhealthy. But uh, so, any, anyway. Um, uh, ever since then, ever since that time, I have hated T-shirt tosses. Uh, yeah, it's, so,
0: it brings out the worst in people. It's, it's, it's a whole horrible look like i hate to um i hate to do that i hate to be that person who's like me throw a seizure to me you know like it's uh, like it's it's it sucks and so like yeah i just uh, uh I, I just assume they not do that either
1: right right uh so that i guess uh that kind of made me think of that that cap toss but um yeah, so no, it was
0: it was it was crazy um i don't know i'm not sure like it, it's it's a lot of caps to be given away. <laughs> right, I right.
1: Uh, but, um, so we, uh, when we went to this game, I had commented to Jeremy that um, I, uh, I was hoping to see uh, uh, Josh Hader pitch because yeah. I've, I've actually never seen him pitch, and he hadn't pitched the day before, so there was a good chance that we were going to. But it turned out that both managers uh, just felt like running out some shit lineups for this Thursday night game.
0: Yeah, it's weird because it was like the first game of the series. Both teams played. Uh, the Mets played at home. Uh, and the Brewers played at home. So the Mets got in, but it's not a long flight. like, And it was a night game. It was a night game after a night game. So um, there wasn't necessarily a need to, to rest everyone. But, um, uh, yeah, like... Yeah, we didn't see, the bullpens, we did not see the, the top arms. No, sure. um,
1: and we didn't see some of the top players either. Uh, <clears throat> Travis Shaw, uh, yeah. who's probably my favorite brewer, sat out uh, for the for the Brewers. Now, I'm sure Council figured, you know, okay, so this is a first game of a four-game series, the lefty's on the mound, Shaw's played almost every game, good time to give him a night off. Well, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that sucks for me, I guess. Um, you know, actually, I think today was Travis Shaw bobblehead day. I'm sure Council probably wanted to sit him today, too, but he couldn't. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, so yeah so I so I you know we didn't see Travis Shaw instead we saw Hernan Perez uh, yeah. made the start at third base um, which which is a little much uh, to have Perez Saladino and Arcia all in the same lineup I mean yeah that you know that's what you're gonna get shut out if you if you start a start a lineup like that. Yeah, um, for, sure. for the for the Mets, uh, <clears throat> we had Devin Mesoraco at catcher, a guy who's been hitting uh, under 200 about the last three years since his All Star birth.
0: Yeah, we talked about we talked about Matt Harvey last uh, last game, and uh, we got we saw we saw the guy who he was traded for, Devin Mesoraco. Who, yeah, he's been a, a huge disappointment for the for the Reds since uh, since that big contract. Um, I like to uh, uh, um, you know Devin Mesoraco is an interesting looking fella for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to call him the machinist. Um, as a reference to the uh, uh, Christian Bale movie *The Machinist*, like I think, I don't. I saw that movie a long time ago. I don't know if who the machine. I think Christian Bale is the Machinist. Yeah, maybe.
1: yeah. So, I, so, but he, but we're talking about the guy, the other guy that like keeps popping up. Yeah, right? the like, creepy the, guy. The creepy guy. So there's a line of that guy that I quote from *The Machinist*. It's, it's like the first scene you see him in. Christian Bale's like at a bar or something, uh-huh. and then that, that guy is there, and he goes, "They say the storm's coming." But if you ask me, it's already here. Uh, that's the only line I remember from The Machinist. Yeah. Uh, and I've never seen that actor in anything else. Um, I don't know no. if you have.
0: No, not that I can recall. Uh-huh. Um, he has a very distinct look. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll post a picture of him as well on the, uh, on the, uh, on the website. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's, I, I think that that guy uh, is a dead ringer for Devin Mazzaracco. Um uh, we saw our boy, uh, Jose Batista didn't, wasn't in the starting lineup, but came in, uh, in the seventh inning, uh, in a pinch hit, uh, situation and he walked and then he promptly got picked off.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a bad look for him. Uh, uh yeah. you know, I, I don't think he's homered, uh, since he think so. was on the Mets and Jeremy, yeah. this is another uh, Swami take from Jeremy. But Jeremy believes that uh, Bautista probably will not last through uh, all. of when, when, Once all the other Mets get healthy, yeah. Bautista yeah. probably will not be on the team anymore. Yeah,
0: he seems just like a stopgap guy. Like uh, Freight Todd Frazier is on the DL. Suspius is on the DL. And like you take those two, you put those two guys back, and that takes away two spots for him to play. They have Nimmo. They have. Um, uh, Jay Bruce, and they have Conforto in the outfield. So, like, where – and uh, I think they have some – they have other outfielders, too. Like, so where where is this guy going to play? So I don't – well, and then Cespedes. So that, that that's four right there. So I don't know how this guy stays on the roster after all
1: that. So. And speaking of Nimmo, um, we had a, a little cycle watch going for Nimmo. Yeah, um, we saw the
0: Brandon Nimmo game.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. We <clears> did. Uh, so Jeremy and I will probably do a mini-soda about this uh, sometime in the future, but baseball yeah. bucket list, is, you know, things we would love to see – uh, at a baseball game, and neither of us uh, has ever seen a cycle before. It's a, it's a pretty rare thing, and Nimmo had a real shot to do it. Through uh, his first two at-bats, which were uh, you know innings one and three, he had a double and a triple, so he already mm-hmm. had the uh, first two taken care of, and Miller Park uh, is an easy... Uh, park to hit home runs in, um, yeah. and the way Nimmo was swinging the bat, it, it seemed like he was going to do it. Uh, so he ended up getting everything but a home run. He got he got two <clears> doubles, <throat> a triple, a walk, and a single in his yeah. last at bat. Yeah. Uh, but he just didn't get up one more time to go for that home run. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. uh,
0: it was uh, it was cool. Like I, you know, Nimmo was one of the guys who I wanted to see. Um, yeah, in person, and so it was cool to see him show up and, and put in a very good game, maybe probably the game of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool. We got to see uh, uh, Adrian Gonzalez uh, possibly one more time. Well, it'll be interesting to see how long he sticks around. Yeah, it's kind of depressing <clears throat>
1: that he's uh, still in the major leagues. Um, he yeah. hit seventh. For, for a moment, when I was looking at my scorecard there, I was like, uh, did he hit eighth, and neither of us commented on it? But no, uh, oh, yeah. actually, Mickey Callaway batted Stephen Matz eighth, uh, Correct, and yeah. so yeah, Rosario was actually in the nine hole.
0: Yeah, and I'm in. Mean, Rosario is a guy that I uh, I'm very high on. He's not doing very good this year, although he he seems like he might be starting to show some signs now. Um, he had two homers the other day, and then he was uh, two for four in this game. So, so
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and so Jeremy and I, I think it was in the fifth inning, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but we actually, we, we took a pick outside of Miller Park. It was just a selfie uh, yes. of both of us, and we actually got on the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, it was pretty funny. So like... Um uh, yeah, it was on Instagram and Twitter. I, I was uh, searching, like, the hashtags that the brewers use, and, like, it seemed like the official hashtag, like, of the, for the brewers, like, the brewers' Twitter is uh, hashtag, this is my crew, or this is our crew, or something like that.
1: Yeah, and this is so, my crew, this yeah. This is
0: my crew. And so I, I used that. I tagged the picture with that. And, um, during, and I saw some U.S. cellular uh, cell phone company uh, stands. In the in like on the concourse and everything, um, and then yeah, at the end of the fifth inning, uh, there was a thing that showed up and it was like U.S. Cellular fans of the game or whatever, and uh, it said um, use the hashtag this is our crew or this is my crew um, to get on the board, and I was like whoa oh, and uh, I didn't even say it to Jack, but I had my phone in my hand and I was like should I get ready. In case we show up on there, I'm like, there's no way we're going to actually be on there. And then, like, sure enough, like, we were in the, the like, that photo with Miller Park in the background was there and uh, in the bottom left corner. And so, like, I just, I, I nudged Jack really quick. and I'm like, bottom left corner. And then you saw it.
1: Yep, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. it was
0: pretty funny. Um, and then I get just I couldn't get the phone ready in time. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, we ended up on the big screen.
1: You know, um, <coughs> we mentioned uh, uh, after the Cubs game we went to that the ballpark attendant there had, had promised to uh, get us on TV, uh, making quotes. Yeah, um, But exactly. he never actually was able to get us no. on what we assumed he was talking about, the scoreboard. He wasn't yep. able to get us on there. So I almost wonder if, uh, you know, hey, maybe that guy's following our Twitter account. He saw Jeremy posted that called up his buddy ballpark attendant at Miller Park and was like hey we need to get these guys on the scoreboard I you know I made a promise to them that it's I my didn't ass. Feel. yeah yeah exactly so uh, you know ballpark attendant at you know Wrigley we we got you man we know you might have been behind this yeah and, uh, and if
0: you weren't behind it take some friggin lessons from the Brewers man they're doing it they're making people happy
1: exactly. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool that we got on there. And uh, uh, so the the rest of the game, though, um, uh, was unfortunately kind of a dud. Yeah. This was the one game that the Brewers didn't win this week. <clears throat> they swept the D-backs, and I think they took the last three games uh, against the Mets. But we yeah. happened to see the one that was uh, just really not so good.
0: One last gasp uh, about the game mm-hmm. and from our friend uh, Leaning Larry or whatever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. Lean, the eager leaner. Um, uh the sausage race mm-hmm. uh which which commenced there at, they had they do that at the end of the sixth inning i think yeah. right yeah um so they came around and we were in a good vantage point they came right by us and uh, our buddy uh, uh the eager leaner um i have a video of this and you can hear him in the background of the video and he's yelling hot dog hot dog i want hot dog and then he and then his his big, uh, line from the, his like main rallying cry. He's like, I'm Italian, but I want hot dog. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was, uh, that was his, uh, his addition to the, to the sausage race for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was kind of like the, the last gasp for that guy, uh, for us. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, he definitely brightened, uh, the, in big quotes, uh, brightened the uh, experience for us. Uh, he definitely gave us a lot to talk about, so that was
1: cool. Yeah, you know, uh, just one quick thing before we move on uh, from the sausage race. You know, they didn't uh, they didn't always used to have the sausages race. They used to, like, play an animated thing on the scoreboard at County Stadium okay. yeah. uh, on certain nights. But, yeah, it's become such a big tourist thing now. I feel like people who come from out of town uh, really, you know, come for the sausage race. Yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, so, um, uh fans, so the Brewers kind of got blown out in this one, and people were getting a little bit chippy after the loss.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we were walking, uh, the first, first instance was we were walking out of our seats, and Jack, I don't know if you get a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, comments from people. If if not, I'm going to take credit for it, because I, I feel like I get a lot of them, and I I'm, I notice them more than others, but uh, we were leaving the, the row, and uh, there was a guy who was like, going down from a further row and like the general etiquette at a game is that you stop and let the people in front of you go if, unless they're just not moving or whatever. Like, um, but this guy was going and then we were trying to like make our move to step out. And he goes, he was like an older guy. Uh, I think he had like gray hair. Um, so he was probably in his like uh, early sixties or something. Maybe not the most uh, refined, the most uh, uh, you know, sophisticated man. He said, however, you know, this was a very nice, uh, very magnanimous uh, gesture. He said, "Ladies first mm-hmm. to us. And uh, Jack didn't hear it, but no. I did. Yeah, and I said, I. My typical reaction to that is like, oh, all right, great. That's great. Fun at the old ballpark, you know? Um, but he's, he goes, ladies first. I'm like, ha, ha, all right. And then, uh, and then he said, huh, all right. Like, like he's I don't think he expected, like, A, me to give a reaction and B, to not have, like, a smart-ass reaction. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, yeah, or, you know, something like that. So I was like, I don't know if he was trying to be a dick or, like um, – what? But Jack, you had like a thought. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, first of all, that? I
1: so I didn't hear the guy. I uh, I I cannot hear out of my right ear, and that was yeah. sort of the side oh. that the guy was on. Jeremy oh, yeah. actually always sits to my um, my left when we're yeah. at games, uh, just so we can talk to each other. So yeah, I didn't I didn't hear him. I was uh, a little bit pissed off after I'd heard it because I feel like I was in such a mood that I might have I might have said sure. something about to the guy or at least flashed him a nasty look if I'd heard it. Yeah. But uh, you know, sort of in Wisconsin, um, and this sort of falls in with the people behind us as well. Uh, with, mm-hmm. you know keys to the shed or whatever <laughs> but you know wisconsin is uh, can be surprisingly a redneck state uh, a little bit or you, you know you'll run into a lot of people uh, of that sort of sure. uh, a lot of hunters ooh.
0: a lot of fishers yes
1: exactly yeah so uh, that's one of those uh, just one of those sort of uh, ball busting things that's just inherent to that type of dude sure. yeah. where it's like he probably didn't mean anything by it sure and like sure. if we would have taken more offense to it than we had, yeah. uh, it might have like made us look like the assholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I went to an all boys uh, Catholic high school. Oof, like ouch. there was a lot of like you know like stuff like that. We that's where I get like using like referring to people by their last name. Like everyone called each other by their last name mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I yeah I'm not unfamiliar with with that sort of and thing. And Jeremy,
1: your, your hair is a little bit longer. So does it, when you, when your hair is really long, do you ever get mistaken for a girl? Ooh. Or I mean because because yeah. I, I I had long hair. <laughs> For a very brief time, too. Yeah. But I have when I when I first moved to Chicago, I worked at a restaurant, um, and there was this turned out to be a dude with long hair. But okay. I, uh, I, you know, from behind he looked like a woman. So I said, excuse me, ma'am. And then he turned around and I, I didn't even try to save it. But, um, that is a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah,
0: it's definitely happened to me when I, a couple years ago I had really long hair Uh and, uh, I was going, I would, I would like go out with, uh, you know, go to eat with a friend of mine, a female friend. And like, they would say like, ladies this way or something. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it happened twice. And she laughed, she like yucked it up so big. And I was, in my mind, I'm like, this is bad for both of us. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, I I know that this is on me, but like usually, Shouldn't feel great about it either, mm-hmm. um, and so like yeah, I mean, I would just, I just, I shudder to think of the the lady who looks like me because it would not be a very popular lady. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've gotten it before. I'm yeah, I. I let the stuff roll off my back um, at this point, but uh, it's a source of uh, entertainment, and if it gives us material to talk about on the pa- podcast, I'm all for it.
1: Right. There was also a, uh, a little kid who got yelled <laughs> at by one of the ushers as we were going down the escalators. Yeah, we
0: were leaving the escalators, and uh, some little kid, just like kind of not affected by the game at all, just having fun, Like he turned around. I don't even think he was trying to do any antics. And, like, this old crabby guy, like, uh, elevator attendant, he's like, hey, turn around. (laughs) And, like, the kid, like, you know, like, 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 recoiled and turned around. And it's, like, I was just thinking, like, that, that, that old dude is, like, I'm sure, like, he's, like, if this little kid, like, falls and, and gets uh, gets uh, shredded by this escalator. Right. It's the old man's ass. Yeah. So like he's like turn around. Like he was like you know it was you know he was like he was mad about it. So mm-hmm. so yeah people were getting chippy a little bit a little bit of chippy. Um but then from there we uh, headed to that um to the the, the uh, gift shop again mm-hmm. and I had to um fulfill the uh, purchase that I thought sought out uh, uh early on uh, and I purchased a amazingly awesome. Uh, Seattle Pilots hat. Yeah. Um, so we saw it at the beginning of the game. And um, I'm, a, uh, you know, amongst all these other things, baseball nerd, uh, lady, whatever I am, mm-hmm. I'm also a thrifty shopper. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I try not to get involved in uh, impulse purchases. And so, you know, I see a hat at a ball game, I'm, I figure like you can get it cheaper, like online somewhere, right? And like, Uh, so I was like, I'm going to do my research. Uh, I wanted to make sure that it was like as realistically, uh, close to the real ones as possible. Um, just for anyone who doesn't know the Seattle pilots were a franchise that existed for one season only in 1969 and, uh, they bank, they went bankrupt and had to, uh, move and they ended up moving and becoming the Milwaukee Brewers Mm -hmm. in 1970. So, um, brewers have, um... I guess embrace the uh, Seattle Pilots uh, a bit and they, they're they selling Seattle Pilots hats. So I got one. Um, this thing is so cool. I, I, there's another brand, um, American Needle, who makes like throwback hats and they actually like date what year they're from. And so they have a Seattle Pilots hat and I was going to possibly get one, but uh, this one is by New Era. Um, it's a size double XL, which gives you an example of how big my friggin' head is. <laughs> um, and uh, but it's it's it, the thing is sweet, um, and so it was in our, our little Instagram live video. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll get some pictures up of that bad boy. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: You know, I was actually surprised that they even sold. Uh Uh, Seattle Pilots hats Um, yeah I don't know know, you wouldn't think there would be that much of a market for it in Milwaukee
0: it doesn't I mean there's no like Mm -hmm. logical reason why they should be uh support they should like adopt the Seattle Pilots other than um that some of those that those guys became Milwaukee brewers but like again that's like 48 years ago or whatever so it's like I don't know why I'm not sure why uh they embrace them like everything. Maybe the mayor. I wonder if the Mariners embrace them at all. Probably not.
1: No. <clears throat>
0: but um, but they're uh, they're. Uh- gain is my gain because i I got the sweet hat and like yeah you can't find it anywhere like i I really tried to look and like it was sold out from like lids and stuff but anyway it was really cool uh i love this hat and uh, i'm gonna try to wear it as much as possible and
1: he'll now work it into his repertoire of many many other hats yes that's
0: true well i don't know i guess that about does it uh for this episode of uh, rain delay theater um we're gonna be coming new with a mini sewed uh next up um. So that'll be coming out next week. I'm gonna be hitting the road uh, next weekend, so I'll, I'll be out of town. Uh, but I will be going to my first uh, Minnesota Twins game at Target Field. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. Cross another stadium off the list.
1: So Jeremy will be letting us know how that is. I've actually been to a game uh, in the Metrodome, but I've never been to uh, Target Field. Yeah, so, very cool. Uh, yeah, that should be that should be cool. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna you know Jeremy and I will put our heads together. We'll try to decide. Uh, which game we're going to go to next but until then uh yeah stay tuned for that uh mini so check us out on twitter and instagram at rain delay pod or our website at rain delay theater.com yeah. and i think that's going to be just about all we have for you today
0: yep shoot us an email at rain delay theater at rain delay pod at gmail.com too if you got anything for us and uh we'll check you next time
1: all right bye
0: bye bye